we're live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because, well, you know, there's stuff to be talked about, and Lord knows, we like to talk. And if it happens to be out into the aether, you know, just whatever. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage that sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble. You can find me pretty much everywhere under that name, S-H-U-J-I-N. Let me just introduce you to who is here at the moment, because uh, that's going to change very likely in the next couple of moments. From the Midwest of the U.S., Bridget, good evening. Good evening. And uh, off to the uh, right-hand coast of North America, Unreno Tech, hi. Hi there. I messed up your... Uh picture window in YouTube again when I turn yeah. them on. It happens. It happens. <laughs> Thanks for fixing it, though. Easy enough. Uh, for the record, uh, Joey is expected to be joining us momentarily. Dallin is, well, he's out this week. He's got something that came up. So with any luck, uh, it'll be uh, it'll be us and Joe shortly. I don't know where Joseph is. But then again, considering, again, you know, it's O'Dark stupid in the morning across the water. Yeah, it's – he wants to sleep in. That's fine by me. Can't and I've got my celebratory bacon, too. I did not know that there was such a thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Remember, I used to do it a lot. <laughs> I Honestly, off the top of my head, no. I, however, have to drink a very large thing of uh, coffee. Lahayam. Oh, yeah. And why coffee tonight? Because coffee's good. Well, you 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 had it, Ed, because. You had it, because. <laughs> I like it. Because coffee. Cause because. Basically what it comes down to. So, I A lot of people it. I work with would agree you on that, with you on that one. And they would be right. Mm-hmm. So, of course, as always, everybody, thank you for joining us. We hope that you are uh, ready to have yourselves uh, an interesting time. Uh, for those of you that have missed the last two weeks because you didn't want to be paying attention to a uh, not-safe-for-work episode, welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. <laughs> You're welcome. But it's good to have you back. So, of course, if you are with us live... As always, take advantage of the live chat. Felis, it's good to see you over there. Stephanie, hi, hon. By the way, um, I know that I didn't say it on air before, Felis, so for you and you guys out there, proud of you. Thank you for doing that. Nobody else needs to know what's going on. Just proud of you guys. That's 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 all that matters right now. Anywho, uh, quick check-in on everybody. Um at the moment, I'm, you know, I don't have very much of anything that really changes over here at Casa del Tribble, other than it's gotten cold. And then there was snow, and then it warmed up above freezing to 54 Fahrenheit units for a couple of days, and then came back down again to, you know, almost freezing. Joy, rapture. The only what thing that's... That Celsius? Cooler than comfortable. It's all I can tell you. We have completely different agreements on what's comfortable because I'll go outside in 54 
F in shorts and a t-shirt. That is comfy. Well, you know, when when you're cooped up inside and it's, you know, freezing. Yeah, that 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 happens. I I had that happen at uh, at college one time. We had a we had a nip that was uh, below freezing for like uh, a week and a half solid. And for some stupid reason it it broke up into like almost 50 degrees Fahrenheit, which is it's definitely not freezing, but it's definitely not what you would normally consider, you know, you know, t-shirt and shorts weather. No. But the students were out there in shorts and t-shirt, and there was a guy that was on uh, on the uh, uh, on on the wall over by campus center with his guitar, strumming away, having a good old time. And so it's like, wow, this is really weird moving up from down by the ocean up to here. People are weird. Whatever. I, I always love the snow, and uh, I've lost count of the amount of friends who call me uh, a human version of a polar bear. No, not a member of the bear club. Just a, like a human no. version of a polar bear. No, uh, no, it's, it's it's fine. I was just trying to. I'm just wondering if that's that's what they call the guys uh, with the gray all over in their uh, in their uh, beard and mustache uh, the left coast. Just I haven't really thought about it. So. No, you'd fit right in with them. <laughs> no, no, twice mm-hmm. over. No. So anybody that figures that out, you know, you're you're my people. <laughs> uh, the only other thing that I can say that's going to be interesting uh, this upcoming week is uh, Tiny Triple is coming back from college on break. I'm going to pick him up on Wednesday. Uh, and uh, he'll be back until uh, mid-January. So you lock him in his room for two-week quarantine, then he gets to come out and celebrate, right? Mm, no. <laughs> no, it's no. no. I'm uh, just being a smart aleck. No, it's fine. Uh, the college that he's at has been very good about spot-checking, uh, random testing every once in a while to see, you know, if they're on top of everything. And so far, you know, every, everything's been good. Everybody's been good. So... New York's doing a much better job than um, most states, period. End of conversation. I'm a little worried about Western New York, though. It's been not good. And uh, my my family, which is technically my wife's side of the family, uh, normally we would get together for, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas. That's off. And, you know, that kind of... That didn't prompt tonight's episode, but it kind of just ended up playing into it all. I had already decided on the sh- on the show before that kind of happened, so it, it'll be it, it'll be what it'll be. So, how about I go ahead and get everything rolling, and then uh, we'll uh, come back, do the scopes, and uh, everything will be good, right? Right, Bridget? Right? Yep. Right. Yeah. Good. See? I check every once in a while. I don't hear from you after a while. You don't send me flowers. You don't sing me love songs. You know, I, I don't know if you're there sometimes. You know, it, it'll it'll be what it'll be. Why are there so many songs about rainbows and what's on the other side? So help me, if we get copyright claimed for your crappy singing... That wasn't even trying. (laughs) 
It was just being goofy. No, it 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 was. Mm-mm. It was very. It's just a goofball thing. No, it was. It was very. Again, it was it's probably another the calmest thing I could think of right now with my mental mindset. See, pe- Kermit people the- don't Kermit the Frog. See, people don't, people don't understand the level of humor that I have. I I have these little hand grenades that you know you, you pull the pin, you chuck it out there, and you just kind of wait a couple seconds for it to eventually go off. And some people catch it, some some don't. It's this three sore, three sir. and five is right out. <laughs> She got it. Monty Python reference for the yeah. win. No, no, I know, I know, I know, I know. Him saying that it was, it was, it, he wasn't even trying, and my reminding them, yeah, yeah, it was very, it was very trying. No, just. I holy. Not for me. Grenade. For me, it was easy. Now, if we start you know cutting cows, then we got a problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You guys go ahead and pull up the horrible scopes while I uh, go ahead and take care of business over here. So with five minutes on the clock for you guys, your five-minute freestyle starts right now. Consequences. Consequences. Try it again. Consequences. Schmonsequences. As long as I'm rich. Yeah, you know, I remember that line when I was a kid watching the Wonder Brothers cartoons, Looney Tunes. Murray Medley's Daffy Duck went ahead and, and, and did it because he wanted all the gold that they found in Pismo Beach, or at least that's where they thought they were at first. Left turn at Albuquerque. Nice. There are consequences to everything that happens. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a bad thing. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's a good thing. It doesn't mean that it's a thing. Consequence is just the effect that happens after something happens. You know, what's what's the effect of me drinking, you know, my coffee? Well, I, I get hydrated. Well, that's one consequence. I get a hit of endorphins in my head. Wee. Maybe a little bit later I'll have to wee. That's immaterial at the moment. Well, actually, it's very material at that moment. But there's always a consequence to every action. And the old standard, of course, is for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. Well, in politics, it doesn't always happen that way. It doesn't always work that way. Sometimes the equal and opposite thing just completely goes over people's heads. Normally, I would speak in much more cryptic language, but Tonight, tonight I'm just going to lay it out on the line. The Republican Party in the United States has done things that there should be consequences for. The Democratic Party has tried to take the high road, the, the lofty, well, they should learn from their mistakes and we should shame them into doing the right thing. Yeah, how did that work for that lady up there in, where was it, Maine? There are supposed to be consequences when you do something wrong. Should you spank a kid's ass when they do something wrong? No. Should there still be some kind of consequence that they find out that this is unacceptable? Absolutely. 
But when there is a soft coup that is not just... I can't say that it's happening, because it's not happening. There are... There is talk. There are rumblings. There are instigations that are happening. And in some cases, it would be enough to go ahead and use the Riot Act to basically say that if you incite other people to violence, you are a riot instigator, and you can be held liable for that. There are laws for that. What is happening with the Republican Party, very specifically the Trump-backing Republican Party, is an international shame. But shame doesn't do it. Being told you're naughty doesn't do it. Being told you're not upholding the proper decorum levels doesn't do it. In this case, consequences should be repercussions. Things need to have happen. People need to be punished. Entire organizations need to be hit. Now, I'm not one to go ahead and say that a hit should be put on them. Not like some lawyers who say that maybe the head should be cut off. I'm the one who's going to go ahead and tell you, calmly, this needs to be fixed, and the only way for it to be done properly, equitably, is for there to be ramifications and consequences. Deep, hurting consequences. It's the only thing that makes sense, and it's the only way to make sure that the message gets through. Preferably without a bullet. This is episode 338 on the docket, Your Honor, post-Thanksgiving numbers. I'm actually kind of sad that Dallin is not with us tonight, because a lot of this is predicated on what we saw up on Canada way, but we'll still deal with this as it is. I did go looking up information on Rafe Badawi's condition. We've got no new news. Sadly enough. Which means as of the recording of tonight's show, it has now been eight years, five months, six days since Rafe was unjustly incarcerated for thought crimes. Our hopes and our thoughts are still with you and your family. We are still waiting. So, with that out of the equation, what say we do the scopes and then go on to, you know, all the stuff that's annoying? Now that I got you both over here, what did, uh, what did Google give you? Anonymous Beaver and Anonymous Cheetah. I am not going to go ahead and make any kind of jokes about either one of them. Mine shouldn't be anonymous. I'm actually logged in. It's 
because it's a shared document that you're only viewing it. Oh, that's right. I didn't request edit access. Okay. And you're not going to get it. I don't want it. That's why you're not going to get it. So, uh, Felis, I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to hurt you a lot. I'm dreaming. No, I will not. I will. I will mute your fucking microphone. Don't start with me. There's my one. There's my one tonight. (laughs) So, with all of that in the equation, for those of you that are ready for your horrible scopes for this week, congratulations. You've made it to that part of the show. If you know what your astrological signs are, cool. If you don't roll a D12, it doesn't matter. You can figure it out from the, actually come to think of it. Is there a, is there a D12 out there that's got like all the astrological symbols on it? More than likely. You know what? If there isn't, we should, we should find a company that would do it and partner with them for that. Yes, there is a planetary and zodi- both planetary and zodiac D12s. There aren't 12 planets. Okay, you know what? It's fine. Hold on. Hold on. It's going to be I'm a D8, gonna... isn't it? It's going to be a D8. No, um 1 2 3 4 5 6 Nope, not that's that's a D12, that's a D12, and that's a D12. Um well, they're wrong. Yeah. There aren't 12 planets. Whatever. It's all fine. It's all fine. But I'll have to draw. I think, the- it has to, I think what it is is just the planetary signs of the zodiac is what it is. The various signs associated with those particular zodiac. That's what it looks like. Yeah, that's 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 what I'm expecting it would be. Yeah. That's what it would, but, should be. But there, it's definitely there. I, I put the link in the uh, in the DM section. Um, you put the picture. Oh, I thought that was the, why'd the picture, why'd the link show up as the picture itself? Discord is silly. I don't know. We'll figure it out from there. Anyway. So for those of you that are wondering what your astrological uh, makeup is for this week, congratulations. If you don't like it tough, you didn't pay us. So next week, just think to bribe us and we'll kind of work from there. That that'll, that's still just a picture link. We'll we'll deal with it later. Anyway, look at you rolling well, over that, here. That, that was the link to the picture. The picture's online. That's fine. We'll deal with it later. Aries, here's a little trivia for you about squirrels. The common gray squirrel can have a, a coat of gray or brown or black or cream or red. Red squirrels. It can have a range anywhere from gray-red to orange-red, depending on the season. Flying squirrels don't so much fly as glide, and uh, collectively, they are the most powerful heroes in the Marvel Universe. You're welcome. You have that. Who's next? That's for you. Taurus. Your recent infatuation with movies from the 40s and 50s has not gone unnoticed. For Christmas this year, you can expect someone will buy you a fedora and a trench coat. All you'll need is an umbrella and dancing lessons to cosplay as Gene Kelly. Gemini, stop kidding yourself. You're no athlete anymore. Walking up and down the stairs is enough of a workout some days. Truth be told, 
that's not a bad way to work out. It worked for Rocky Balboa. It can work for you. Yeah, we kind of discussed that last night. Um, Rocky kind of lost. So. Wait, the, uh, which fight? The first one. Oh, seriously. It's, it's true. Nobody thinks about that, but you know, whatever. I mean, if you look at the collective series overall, he was a winner. Yeah. Yeah. He had his ups and downs just like everybody else in life. Yes. But he kept a positive outlook. He had love and support of his family, and he supported and loved his family through the best times and the worst. And a lot of the worst. But mm-hmm. you still can't escape the fact that he was a hired henchman for the Penguin. So you know, keep, keep that in mind. <laughs> Your turn. Kansamo Child, you will be developing a drinking problem, which will make you more interesting. It'll begin after you take a flight over Macho Grande. But right now, I don't think anyone's getting over Macho Grande anytime soon. Or the Taco Grande. You're not getting the reference, so just move on from there. Leo. Sing like no one is listening. Dance like nobody's watching. And make your sandwich like your dog would want. You think he'd care if you put pickles and marshmallow spread on peanut butter and salami? Of course not. So eat however you want. Just remember to brush your teeth before you talk to anyone in person. I can actually imagine how that would taste. I really can, because I've eaten some weird things in my life. Virgo, you love to sing, but you're horrible at keeping pitch. You've got two choices. Learn to sing harmony, or go into jazz where Pitch perfectness is less a rule as a guideline. Keep at it and you'll have a word famous name like Yoko Ono. Yeah, she is world famous. And she And Dennis Leary made a really good notation about her. <laughs> about her voice specifically. A lot of people have made comments about her voice. Linda McCartney, however, doesn't anymore, but she's dead. So that's, uh, there's a, yeah. there's a cease and desist letter involved in that one. That's, that's for Lady Libra. Not going to lie, Libra. Words got down about your dubious employment record. So, um, we're getting you a job where you don't have to interact with the public. It'll be a box van with washing machines. So you can go office to office cleaning computer keyboards. We're just going to replace the water with an alcohol-based electrical component cleaner. You just have one requirement, though. Stop smoking. (laughs) Stop asking the universe for a sign. You know the old expression, beware what you ask for, you might get it? Yeah, congratulations. There's now a sign posted 50 feet before your house that says, dip ahead. As a warning to everyone else. We had a good Sagittarius. Laugh. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, we, we, we had a really good laugh about that one last night. <laughs> Sagittarius. All your friends are laughing. No, wait, sorry. That's a different, different scope. Uh, Sagittarius, your Pandora playlist is set to relaxation jazz. But you'll suddenly get Marvin Gaye's I Heard It Through the Grapevine come up. Sure. It's a good song. 
but it's not jazz. And if you don't ban it, you're going to end up with Judas Priest sooner later, sooner than you think. Go nip that one in the bud. Yeah, funny enough, that actually happened to me. Really? I, I had relaxation I, jazz while I was working on this, and all of a sudden Marvin Gate comes up, and I'm just like, no. I tuned into um, a, a Japanese uh, pop because I wanted something where I couldn't understand the lyrics, but it was catchy, it was active, it was going. And about an hour into it, it suddenly changed over from that to some kind of sappy romance, uh, but uh, his uh, Spanish music. I started recognizing some of the songs. I was like, that's Spanish. When did I go from Japanese to Spanish? Um, when did I go from pop to romance? <laughs> for the record, my mother-in-law's or- was originally from Japan, way mm-hmm. south. Down south in the archipelago of it all, they had bullfighting because it was a carryover from Spain. Really? So. I, you taught me something new. Thank you. Yeah, I thought that was kind of weird, but that was a, that's a whole other thing. Moving on. Capricorn. Mm. <laughs> Capricorn. We, we're we going to have fun with this one. You always hated going to those big company end-of-year holiday parties. And this year, you've got a perfectly reasonable excuse not to go. So, no more excuses like, I have to floss my cat, or uh, I'm rotating the washers in my faucets, or it's my cousin Johnny Walker's 21st birthday, and we're going drinking together. You guys know Johnny Walker? I I got a twice-removed cousin named Jose. (laughs) Yeah, mine's named... Julio. I'll meet you halfway on that one. <laughs> Aquarius. What's the worst that can happen? Aquarius, you know better than to say that one anymore. You heard about that poor little owl that got shipped from... Oneonta. <laughs> Oneonta, New York, to Rockefeller Plaza this year's Christmas tree. It's a four-hour drive. Never mind how long it took to chop down his home. So now he's in protective custody, soon to be released, but homeless. You know what the worst that could happen here? If that little owl unionized all the pigeons and seagulls in Manhattan and staged a coup. Now stop saying that. I believe the expression I'm looking for here is Did I do that? Now I got the movie Spies in Disguise going through my head, that cartoon movie where uh, Will Smith's uh, character ends up getting transmutated into a pigeon. Yeah, I didn't see that yet. If you haven't, it's a good set of laughs. Fair enough. It's really good, good laugh movie. Pisces, you waterlogged people, you. American Thanksgiving is here, and since gatherings should be treated as unsafe here's your big chance to try to make your turkey dinner any way you want to smoke it on the barbecue drop it in a slow cooker for a day maybe get a couple cornish game heads instead 
uh, on a personal note, I have actually done Cornish Gain a Hen, and you do a slow roast on those bad boys. Oh, those are good. Or a whole chicken. But whatever you do, if you're going to try using a fryer, look up Alton Brown's Turkey Derrick on YouTube. You'll thank us later. And uh, as a personal note, yes, I agree with that statement wholeheartedly. If you don't have the means, if, if you have never done it before, you really do want to look up Alton Brown's Turkey Derrick. I saw it on YouTube. I have actually saved the plants for that. I have the video on hard drive. I have the plans. I have it all because I eventually will do that. And I but, don't um, blame you one bit. Yeah. But the problem is, is that uh, where I live right now, um, there is truly no fire safe zone to actually do that. Should something go wrong? Um, I don't have enough clearance because I live in the middle of a forest. That's fair. So there's, uh, where I live, there's literally, you're not allowed to have open fires. I mean, you have to have like an approved grill or something like that. You, you just can't have open stuff like that. Well, maybe one of these days we'll find a way of doing that. And for those of you that are wondering, can you do that indoors on a gas grill? No. I let me, would never. Let me try this again. For, for, all of you in, for all of you in the back that didn't get it the first time? No. There you go. There you go. So yeah, those... Honestly, if somebody wants to do a deep fried turkey and they want to try to do something like that indoors and they want to do it where they're going to brine it, it's real simple. Do it... Uh, no, no. Don't deep fry the whole turkey. Instead, uh, if you look up how to break down a turkey into all the primary pieces, okay, but uh, uh, in the way that culinary chefs do it, okay, which you, you break down all the sections, you brine them, and then you make sure you dry them fully. You can do very small batches on a stove. You get a big-ass pot. You do little pieces at a time. Okay? And doing something like that, you prevent what happens when you do a whole turkey. All the huge, massive amount of expansion. Um, if you're doing little pieces and one little piece has a little bit of moisture on it, it's not like the whole turkey might still have a lot of moisture on it. You've got little tiny, uh, smaller pieces that are much easier to pat dry and everything. So it's a lot safer to do it that way. Um, I do warn you, if you do plan on doing something like that in your kitchen where you're using small pieces to deep fry, if you have one of those actual deep fryers that have a closing lid, that would be the best way to do it. But still make sure you clear the area of anything flammable, towels, uh, paper or cloth otherwise, aprons, pot holders, those things. Move them to the side, okay? One less thing to catch fire. How about just move the entire kitchen just because everything in the kitchen is flammable at some point or other and just do the whole damn thing outside. Just get, I have get seen people cook I know, on I know. a gas stovetop with the newspaper next to it. Yes. Well, nobody nobody said that people were smart. No. So those are um, your horrible scopes for this week. Enjoy them. And if you didn't like them, you got what you paid for. And next time you can bribe us to get something better. Tough shit. One, one of the other things is, is if you have an induction stovetop, that would be a lot safer than uh, electric or uh, open flame in terms of deep frying anything. 
if you have to do it on the stove. Yeah, because the only while there is uh, heat that transfers back from the pot or pan back into the glass top of the induction, there's no open flames, there's no open circuits, and the glass doesn't get hot enough to cause flash fires. Unless you put something like a piece of something with a low flash point, like paper, on there. It's fair enough. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I like cooking and I like sharing tips and things like that. Um, and I never assume somebody knows what I know, or and I also don't assume that I know everything. So if somebody sh- tells me or shows me a better way, hats off to you. I'm love to learn. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. So. We need to talk about this because this is um, this is serious. This is some some major league serious uh, that we're going to be talking about. I did not open up World of Meter. Say what you will about World of Meter, the same way that you would say about you know Wikipedia. It's got information, but you know it's kind of hard to judge how accurate it is. You know what? I, I don't really much care. It's accurate enough. We're not looking to get down to, you know, the needle point. We're looking to get kind of a general overview as to how things work. So it's close enough for rock and roll radio, all right? Currently in the U.S., 12 and a quarter million cases of C-19. France right now, 2.1 million and uh where is uh where is there it is canada currently at 320,000 now i know i know 300,000 compared to you know 12 and a quarter million i mean there's a big difference yeah because apparently here in the U.S., there's a lot of folks that qualify under the overall auspice of dumbass. And it's kind of hard to argue with that because, you know, the numbers. In any case, Thanksgiving in Canada was uh, several weeks ago. And, you know, there were folks that wanted to get together had been apart from each other, didn't want to stay away from each other. And, you know, I, I sympathize. I get that. But what I ended up finding about it was that cases jumped a couple of weeks later by 50%. By 50%. Here in the U.S., if all of a sudden... Infection cases jumped by 50% two weeks after people get together for Thanksgiving. Well, let me put a little bit of a finer point on this one. Guys, Thursday is American Thanksgiving. Bridget, how long does it take between infection and possible first communicable state I mean average is anywhere from two to eight days but you are 
you know, clearly infectious while you're pre-symptomatic. So. No, hold that thought right there. Because here's the other shoe dropping. Tech. What happens one day after Thanksgiving? Uh, people kill each other for blockbuster savings. They trample each other to death. They break down doors, claw each other, punt throw punches. Uh, oh yeah, I'm sorry. It's it's officially called Black Friday. Yeah. Um, people will stand in line from like two o'clock in the morning to get into a business that opens up at six o'clock in the morning. Uh, they'll trample each other to get a fifty percent savings on a television that's a piece of crap that if they actually spent a hundred dollars more on the other unit that's on the shelf. They would have get an extra three years out of it or four or five and better sound quality, better audio or video or yeah. Um, it, it's insane. Um, my first time, uh, I was working retail on a black Friday. I had to, there are shelving units where the bottom of the shelf is called a base deck. Mm-hmm. I had to stand on the base deck and lean on the shelving and hold on to the top of the shelving to get up and down the aisles. It got so bad that the store had to close because if we let more people in and the fire marshal showed up, we would have been shut down and fined. Um, I ended up, me and several other people, we all took our, our respective aisles and we would go, what do you need? Yeah. Oh, I got it in my aisle. Hold on. Scoot, scoot down, grab it, throw it to them. They'd hand it off to the customer. And people were pushing and shoving. I mean, if you looked out, it was like a wave of people packed in like sardines. Uh, if you do a YouTube search for Black Friday in America, it's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. My first time working Black Friday in retail set me uh, in motion. Uh, set in motion for me. I don't shop on Black Friday ever, and I haven't since. And therein lies the problem, doesn't it? People are going to go ahead and they're going to get together with family and hope that the numbers roll in their way. And Bridget, you you remember the person that we kind of dealt with over the last week over on uh, Facebook who, me strong, get antibodies. The odds are in my favor. I'll roll the bones. And those are going to be the same people who are going to want to go out there for exactly these goddamn in-your-face events. Aren't they? Yep. And uh, I just put a note in here. There's a map that I can't remember where I saw it a couple of days that was broken down by, you know, like state, county, all that stuff. You know, a a U.S. map that had like if you happen to attend an event with 20 people, 50 people, 100 people, etc. You know, based on your location, what was your probability of being exposed to at least one person that had COVID? And it was really scary to look at, and especially if you're going to be in, you know, a, if you're in a hot spot and you've got hundreds of people that are trying to go shopping and things like that. I mean, it's a disaster. And there's something I'd like to point out real quick. Uh, just it, it is short. When I worked retail, uh, every Black Friday that I worked during retail, and I did this for several different companies, my retail companies, mind you, they all had the same thing to say. Unless you're in the hospital, everybody works Black Friday. I don't care if you've got the flu. I don't care if you got a cold. I don't care if you're throwing up. You grab a bucket, you get in your aisle, and you sell, 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 get our numbers up. 
And that was the mentality for multiple corporations that I could name, but I'm not going to out them. And it just got worse every year. I still have friends in retail who I don't know what this year is going to be like for them. I haven't heard from them yet about that. But uh, last year, some of them quit and went working for other companies because they just couldn't take it because they were asked to work the evening of Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. It's disgusting. But if you if you look at what epidemiologists are doing for the holidays, most of them are staying at home. Mm-hmm. Yep, very smart. Finally joining or, us, by the way, from uh, yeah, out out the uh, Ohio way, Joey. Glad you're able to make it. You doing good? Yeah, I'm, I apologize. I was in the middle of a something doesn't matter in in depth conversation. Fair enough. Fair but, enough. You know, if if Doctor Fauci says that you know his huh. kids are not even coming over and he's not going to see them, yeah, know, he's yeah, yeah. I I, I trust Doctor Fauci. Yeah, I I totally agree. Um, you know the uh for for myself, I occasionally like once uh once a week, once every other week, I have three other people that I get together with on uh on a saturday the only reason why i feel comfortable enough with that is that we uh the the two that host are a married couple they live together they work from home Mm -hmm. they don't go out except for you know the occasional you know gotta buy stuff okay and the other one is um somebody who works yes Believe it or not, at Fisher Price, who has been working for the most part from home as well. Because, you know, customer service, you don't normally need to go in because, you know, dealing with phones can be rerouted. They can be done by VoIP. You can deal with email. So, you know, don't really need to be into the office. So, you know, we're all basically homebound and we know it for weeks at a time. The only one that's going to be the odd one out for us is going to be Tiny Tribble. And even then, like I said, you know, rotating spot checks to make sure everybody's good, you know, it's, that's that's fine by me. I got I got no problem with that. But I we know, admit, I just remember what happened here. to all of our members, you know, after holidays like Memorial Day and July 4th and things like that. We had predictable spikes. Halloween. Yeah, we Halloween. had we had we had jumps because of Halloween. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be just horrible. Um, yeah, unbelievable. And you know, and then my Christmas. And I don't know if you have kept up, you know, with you had mentioned Worldometer, um, but their predicted um, death rate between now and March first has actually been revised upwards from what it has been. Sadly, that does not surprise me right now. And then a couple of days ago, um, we had broken over 200,000 new cases in one day. It was something like 204,000 and something. And today wasn't as much, but I think a couple of states haven't gotten their final numbers in for today before they you know, ended up starting the new day at you know, GMT 100, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. Oh, and and yeah, you remember the uh, uh you remember that uh, that big um uh that big uh, motorcycle uh gathering yeah, that just, yeah, Sturgis. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, the CDC's website actually has a post on that. Yeah, yeah, I think that contributed to like thirty thousand cases or something across. Well, they were how many fucking states? So the number, the the huge tens of thousands number, was a projection of what it would be if they could fully track everything. Mm-hmm. The reported numbers are very low, but they were the only numbers that they could actually track based on people accurately giving um, state ma- accurate statements to the fact that they were they were at Sturgis. These are the people they came in contact. These people that they came in contact with did confirm that they got COVID and they did not have it before until they came in contact and so on and so on, because we don't have proper contract uh, contact uh, tracing in the U S at this time, thanks to failed leadership. Um, The using what they were able to gather as a predictive model, a predictive model, um, they were able to predict, uh, they, they predicted or uh, projected, uh, how many were actually likely primary cases caught at Sturgis, how many were potential secondary and how many, uh, tertiary on top of that were p- potentially occurred because of that event. Uh, it was a 10 day event. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing in the U.S., less people turn out for Sturgis than the amount of people turn out for Black Friday. What kind of numbers do you remember? Um. Oh God, let me see if I can get the CDC website up now. No, don't don't worry too much about it. The only piece that I remember was that it was multiple tens of thousands of cases that were able to be uh, attributed to, mm-hmm. which again spanned across many many states. And the worst part is that if you think of it in terms of each individual is the end of a string, the ball of string started at Sturgis, doesn't matter who brought what where, if you started with a ball of string at Sturgis, each individual person was another string coming away from there. And everywhere that string went, there was potential to infect new people Mm -hmm. because you got to stop every once in a while for food or for using a bio break or, you know, gas or because you need a break. Or if you break down and somebody comes out to help you. Or to stop at a carnival if you're going through Canada to get to Alaska. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That's, 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 that's a different one entirely, but, um, yeah. Well, what really pisses me off right now is in some of the GOP states, which mine happens to be one. I mean, not only are that, you know, not only are they discouraging, you know, masking and things like that, but at least in my state, as far as your statistics, they're fudging. They're full of bullshit. If you go by like the unique individuals that test positive in this state right now, the positivity rate is actually 23%. <laughs> but what they're doing now 
is doing it based on a number of tests. And so like, if you have people that have to, you know, require two negative tests, return back to work or whatever, they're just going by like total tests and it's coming out to be like 7%. But if you can do unique individuals, it's like 23%. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. 23. The governor here in New York state is heavily concerned about the the county that I'm in, which is Erie, which is which houses Buffalo. Mm-hmm. You've if you look on a map, you've got you've got the piece that sticks out at the end. That's Long Island. That's that's the middle of that is where I used to live. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You've got New York City where that connects to the mainland. You've got straight up upstate, which includes the capital, which is Albany, and you've got everything that goes off to the left, which includes central New York, which includes Oneonta, by the way, Syracuse, and Rochester, depending as to how you look at it, and then the last push off to the left, which is western New York, which includes Chautauqua, Erie, Niagara counties, and a few others. Erie County, which houses Buffalo, has, or or I don't I don't remember if it's Erie County specifically, but Western New York is a little above five percent, and the governor is basically saying, "Guys, you got to get your shit together, or I will come down there and I will well, get your shit together." Well, my point is, is instead of going by unique individuals, I mean, which is what I would be looking at is how many fucking people do you have testing positive and what percentage of them are testing positive? But no, they're doing it based off a of total test, which include, you know, the, the negative retests where you have to have two to go back to work or whatever to say that our infection rate is only like 6.9%. Not how but if you do it by individuals, it's 23%, but they're going with the 6.9, and that's what they're sticking with. And I think that's bullshit. That's not how statistics work. I know, but that's how they work here. And so um, instead of saying that we're you know in a, in a heightened state of whatever, then they're just putting them at, at like medium. I mean, what the way that they're using their metrics to judge whether this is a problem or not is flawed. I forget who said it, but... There was somebody who said, numbers don't lie. And somebody responded with, numbers lie all the time. It's just a matter of how you spin it. Mm -hmm. And they're spinning it here to make it look like it's not as bad as what it is. If you pull up the dashboard for the, you know, the health department for the state. And I'm like, yeah, you're so full of shit. Yeah. And compared this metric, then it's as we're in a hot spot. But if you're looking at this other one, then we're not. That's like that's like saying that you know there's a hundred percent fatality rate for anyone exposed to dihydrogen monoxide, which is mm. true. Which is yeah, true. you will eventually die, but everybody always dies. Yeah, everybody dies, and you have to be exposed to dihydrogen monoxide. Yeah. You just now got you it. Don't have enough. No, she 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 knew she knew. And by the yeah, way, yeah, I know it's water. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, uh, Joey, that was uh, that was me paraphrasing or almost directly quoting Fujin, who said that data doesn't lie, but statistics, statistics can. Lie. 
Mm-hmm. And that's spin. And you're exactly right. See, the, the problem of it is, the problem of it is, nobody has really gone ahead and stated out what people need to know. As in, what they need to know to do in order to make this work. It's very simple. The damn thing needs to be starved of food. We are its food. This is what I'm talking about. I'm going to upload this. But then if you go and look at how their metrics are that they're doing, I'll show you a picture of that. And it looks completely different. I have to say, though, on a completely a side note, I am disgusted with some of the people that are reacting to all of this because I don't know what kind of forums that y'all tend to uh, frequent on the Internet. I happen to belong to a number of tongue in cheek forums generally referred to as zombie response teams. Okay, And uh, we joke a lot about, you know, what's going to happen when the zombie apocalypse starts. And there are some people that are literally looking at this and saying, we need to be ready because yeah, it's not the zombie apocalypse, but it's going to get to the point where, you know, so many people are going to be infected. We're going to have to protect ourselves. And it's like, are you guys fucking serious? The funny part of it is, and and by funny, I don't mean, ha ha. I mean, funny as in, mm, is their sentiment is kind of right, but the way that they're talking about it from what you're saying is absolutely ludicrous. I mean, to be fair, wrong show. Not doing it. To be fair, there is there has always been that contingent of humanity that is waiting for shit to uh, hit the fan. They are waiting for chaos terrain because they think Oh, I'll be just fine. In fact, I'll be the one pulling pull the shots once, you know, the dust settles. By the way, the, uh, the whole Sturgis thing, it wasn't, uh, it, the CDC had data, but the actual analysis was done by the uh, Institute of Economic, uh, Labor of Economics. Institute of Labor Economics. Sorry. Okay. And I, I put the link in. Okay. Yeah, this this right here is what they're um, basing our uh, whatever on is all tests and making it look and so our metric right now is is yellow even though we've got like 459 you know positive cases a day going on in my county but since we're looking at all the tests all together you know, it's like 6.7, so we're not, you know. Joy, I wish there was a way for me to be able to show this stuff on, on camera, but I can't right now, sorry. Yeah, but you say what I'm talking about. No, I, I got you. Is. I got you. And Joe, sorry that you kind of got chipped inside there for a second. That's yeah. all right. All I'm saying is people who look at it that way, ah, <sighs> You're not going to be the top dog of shit because there ain't going to be anybody left unless we start doing something. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. There's, um, you know, there's 
there's something that I had to say to, I don't remember who the hell I said it to, or, or maybe, maybe this was the same person, uh, Bridget, that, that, the, the, the barbarian that we dealt with before. Um, but I reminded somebody, look, this whole worldwide thing happened because it started with one person. Uh-huh. What happens when you have the equivalent of a small or even medium-sized state worth of people infected in the general populace? New Zealand was able to shut this whole damn thing down because they did what needed to be done. And look, it's all well and good for us to say that the general populace should be shutting themselves in and people shouldn't be getting together at all, if at all possible. And that's, that's really important. But you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll drop another bomb. I don't care at this point. The fucking federal government should be at the forefront of the whole thing, making sure that people have what they need in order to survive in such a lockdown situation, i.e. motherfucking money. Well, unfortunately, par- uh, pairing off from what I had mentioned just a moment ago was just the fact that some folks currently in power, not naming names, would be very happy to watch the world burn so long as they could be the king of the cinders. <sighs> yeah. Some people are willing to watch the world burn even if they can't be king of the cinders just as long as somebody else doesn't get what they're not getting. Oh, I'll, I'll burn down the toy store as long as nobody else gets the to- doesn't get the toy that I'm not allowed to have. And then you got the people who are yelling and screaming and saying we shouldn't be giving people money or at least we shouldn't be giving them so much money that it's more than what they could earn by going to work now mother you know people who need money because they can't go out to work are the ones who need money And if you think people are going to be sitting at home because they could be making more money by not going out to work, maybe just just try this one on for a size for for just a maybe. Maybe having them stay at home so that they're not becoming part of another infection wave is probably the right moral thing to do anyway, you asshats. Are you also the ones that think that if you put too many military personnel on one side of an island, it's going to tip over? Yes, that was a thing. Yes. I The Italian in me is saying, I have fingers for people like this right about now. So like I put in the, uh, in, in the show description for tonight. What we're talking about, at the worst, is negligent homicide. And I know, I know, I know, I'm not a lawyer, I don't pretend to be one. 
But the idea that somebody could just say, yeah, you know what? Everything's going to be fine. We should all get together because, you know, reasons and, you know, it, it, it'll be fine. We can have a, we can have a wedding. Everybody can go ahead and have a great dance and it'll only be 20 people. Oh, 18 of them are sick. Oh, screw it. What the hell? Mufungool! What the hell is wrong with you people? Yes, the Queen Mother of Italian curses on them. You, you, you guys heard about these kinds of situations where people went ahead and had a, a, a wedding anyway? Everybody had, had a great old time and, you know, 32 people got together and 18 are now down with the disease? It's... For there are a lot of people, and it's it, this. This happens not just with COVID. This happens with a lot of things. I don't need to pay unemployment insurance because I'll never be unemployed because I have a can-do attitude and I am a valuable person. And if I get unemployed, I'll just go out and hand out resumes to jobs. Well, first off, uh, a lot of jobs don't allow you to hand in a resume. You actually have to apply online. And if you can't afford an internet connection, you better hope your local library is open. Uh, the local library is shut down due to COVID. Good luck. Have fun. Um, or why should I have to pay uh, gobs of money for health insurance? Why should I have mandatory health insurance? I'm not going to get sick. And then they wind up in the hospital. Can't pay the hospital bills. Drives up the rates for everybody else. But if they had the insurance, even though you know it was a small cost uh, compared to some of the expensive versions that are we have available, but something more reasonable. And, um, and, and it affects everybody and go bankrupt. And, and, and b b before you get past that, and then you end up in the hospital for an extended stay. And the company that was paying your bills through the health insurance lets you go because you can't be doing your job anymore. So, you don't have a job anymore, which means you don't have benefits anymore, which means, yeah, we, we know how this ends, unfortunately, don't we, Bridge? Yep. Well, it should be illegal to fire somebody who's in the hospital when yeah. they're employed. Yeah, you would think. You would think. But Girl. they'll do it. And, and I don't. We have waiting periods if you happen to find another job. You know, you still have to be at said job for like 90 days before you can pick up more insurance. If it's even offered. I don't know if this is the same for all jobs everywhere, but uh, I will say um, after leaving my job here recently, uh, I, I am going to lose my benefits at the end of this month. Uh, but I did receive a form in the mail from my insurance provider that was basically offering me to pay into to maintain my current uh, benefits at Cobra. least as expensive as hell. Yeah. Probably. Cobra, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. I had to deal with that with, uh, with Fujin's insurance and yeah, I can, I don't want you to tell us what the what the dollar figure is for you. I don't want we don't need to know that and I don't want you to give it out. I can however give out what what we ended up doing because I did it for about give or take a year. When my wife died, reminding you, this is 15 years ago. 
Cobra insurance for myself and the little one, which was, I don't even remember who in the hell it was through at the time, but it was very good coverage for a whole bunch of like everything for mm-hmm. the most part. I think it even covered glass insurance on my car. I don't even remember at this point. It was, if memory serves over $600 a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's about right. Now, reminding you, $600 a month. That's Cobra, right? Yeah. That's $7,000 a year. I'm rounding heavily for, for a reason. For the ability to, if things are going the way that we hope you to, go into the doctor's office for a checkup that would otherwise be 50 bucks. I opted after a year of seeing that I was outlaying $7,000 a year for effectively nothing. I took it on myself to say, it's not worth it. A bankroll, $7,000 a year, so that if something happens, I've got that money that, you know, we can, we can deal with whatever it is, because growing kids, what's the worst that's going to happen? You, you, you break a leg. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's a couple grand that would have to be outlaid, but, uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, y- your kids three. Up until 18, that is effectively, okay, 3, 18, 15, 15 years. 15 times $7,000, that's a lot of money that you're not paying out that you otherwise don't need to pay out. $105,000. Yeah, I, I can tell you what my husband's cover would have cost if he had opted to keep it. $1,800 a month for just him. There was a period of time when I was uh, much younger that uh, I lost a job that I had uh, and because the company shut down. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I'll go on unemployment while I look for another job because, you know, I still have a few. I, I didn't have many at the time, but I still had a few bills to pay. And um, I got went to unemployment, said, hey, I am looking for a job. I'm actively looking for it, yada, yada, yada. It was, it was a little bit easier to get at the time. And they're like, oh, well, you know, you should, you, you'll probably get a packet from your last company. Uh, make sure you sign up with uh, the insurance so that you're covered just in case something horrible happens. Was, oh, thanks for the advice. You know, they were being nice and all that. Then I get the packet, and it says Cobra. It's like, Cobra? Where's G.I. Joe? You know, I'm joked about it. It was like, open it up. Okay, yeah. Yeah, okay, so I can extend my coverage. My coverage was, holy, it was over, like you were saying, it was over $600, but it was just me. It was just me, yeah. a kid at the time. I was just a kid. Yeah. I was like, this is more, this is more than double of what I was paying at the company I was working at. Mm-hmm. And I'm not getting as much unemployment. To, I might as well just hand my employment check over to Cobra. Yeah. Yeah. And as how did they expect me to buy food with it? Yeah. As an aside, by the way, uh, Felis had put over here, lots of places will release employees just prior to going on benefits. There are companies that will, if you, one place I worked at, 
one place I worked at where I was pushing carts for a living because that's what was available at the time. All right, let's let's go with this. I was working six-hour shifts. They put up a big sign on the board by the time clock. That's it was it was supposed to be targeted at the overnight crews because they would work through uh, their lunch break so that they could get done early and you know punch out a half an hour early because you know lunch. They had a big sign up there that said, "If you work six hours or more, you must punch out for a lunch." Yep. And I was working six-hour shifts, and I went and I looked up what what the regs were, and like. Okay, well, that's that's what I'm doing. And I'm sitting in the break room. Assistant manager comes over. What are you doing? Taking my break. Why? Big sign on the wall says, you know, I'm supposed to. No, that's if you work over six hours. Excuse me. It says six hours or more. That's an or gate. I know how logic works. I am working a six-hour shift. I have to take a, a, a break. back to management. You have a bad attitude. Would anybody like to guess what the schedule rolled the cart pushers back to after that? Five and a half hours? 5.45. 15 minutes short of it. Depends on how the time clock system works. Then, two weeks after that, 5.55. Mm-hmm. Because dicks. So, as far as to, will management screw you every opportunity they can? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they will. Because it's not worth it otherwise. Management doesn't care about you. They care about shareholders. They care. Well, they only care profit. that the shareholders are happy. And that's done by profit. And, um, you know. I had a manager at a retail corporation who shared their bonus with the entire store and the management held a party for everybody at the end of the year using that bonus. And he said, this bonus goes to everybody here because this helped us make it. So we're having a party. And one of us chimed in with, why don't you just cut us a check? I might've actually been the one to say that because I had brass cojones. I don't know who said it though. And he said, uh, if I cut you guys a check, I get into trouble. It's either seen as bribery or a bunch of other things. You also have to pay taxes on it. If I throw you a party, you get some good food because we're not doing Domino's and we're not doing KFC. I'm having it catered. There will be no alcohol. I don't even want to see you bring your own because there are minors here. But we will have some good beverages. We'll get some top shelf stuff. We will have a good time. And we will not be open for customers. The year that guy left, morale went because the person who came in wanted their bonus. And if we didn't do it good enough to get them a good enough bonus, uh, we were getting written up. Yeah, a lot of people left that year. I went on to a different department because of that with uh, within a different section of the organization which was the best move I had ever done in my life for that uh, in terms of retail. But yeah, I mean, it, it was night and day differences when you have a manager who cares about the people, which they're a rare breed indeed. Do people want to stay there? They want to work and they put forth that, that can do attitude and they'll go the extra step. 
But when you are only worried about your profit margins, when your company only worries about their profit margins, your employees, they'll do things by the books. They'll do what they have to do to survive. And, uh, and that's it. you won't get any loyalty out of them. You won't. And you'll fail because of it as management. But some of them just don't even care about that. And this this negativity towards employees, this seeing them as something that you can throw away has gotten so out of control in this country that it's disgusting when I look at it. Yeah, that's I, I mean that's 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 going off a, a little bit further than we need. Yeah, I know. I it's just I I've seen customers come through a door, yell at some poor uh, young girl or young guy, make them cry, and then try to get them fired for crying. I now, just, it's I, disgusting. I hate this. I get you. And fortunately, believe and, it or not. And you, those are the same assholes who will be sick and come in on Black Friday this year and go shopping and spread COVID. And funny enough, like I was about to say, you actually looped right back into where I was finally looking to get to. People are going to go ahead and they're going to be told, you need to come in because we need you in to work the, work the registers. And there's going to be people who are going to be asymptomatic. There are people who will have basically. Asymptomatic is like atheist. Theists have, they believe, they believe in a deity. The A in front of it means lacking, right? Symptomatic means you have symptoms. Asymptomatic means you're not showing symptoms. Get it? Yes. That's not okay. what I'm thinking of. I'm just suddenly thinking. Of- I, I had to explain what asymptomatic means to several people last month. Last month. How many times has that word been on the news? How many times has that been explained by every single news organization, including Fox people? No excuse for not knowing what asymptomatic means. Um, Bridget? How long does it usually take for symptoms to be showing up now? Two weeks? Can be up to two weeks. I mean, average right now to start showing symptoms is about five to seven days, you know, after exposure. But, you know, before you start showing symptoms, you're definitely contagious. Mm-hmm. And if you're asymptomatic, I mean, you know, now they're, they're stressing you know, that there's like a pre-symptomatic phase before you start showing symptoms. But if you're asymptomatic, you may never have any symptoms and still be very contagious. And what we were trying to explain to dumbass last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, let's just let's just let's things. just call him the barbarian. Okay, the barbarian last week. Stop um, insulting barbarians. They're my people. No, oh, wait, no, I'm thinking. No, of you know, every no. everyone needs to wear a mask because it's it's kind of like stacking up slices of Swiss cheese. You know, you're going to have holes there, but the more slices of Swiss cheese you have, the fewer holes you're going to have, and a a lot of the severity comes from viral load. And so the fewer particles that you get, the less sick you're going to get. If you get a high viral load, then you're probably going to have a more severe case. Yeah. Uh, if everybody's wearing masks, you know, mask her to keep in your droplets so you don't like spray the crap everywhere to everybody else. 
they're not going to do much to protect you unless other people are also wearing masks. Yeah, Stephanie, um, trust me when I say that we are not insulting barbarians, but this guy was just the I I I, I must was barbaric. No, no, no. I he was must. a mask hole. He was anti-mask and said that there was no scientific evidence that masks do anything. And that his, his plan was to get sick, get well, have antibodies, not be able to infect anybody at that point. And I mocked. I don't normally. This time, I heavily mocked this person. Uh, the reason why I... The reason why I was asking about um, the timeframes is that I don't normally think about it, but I just ran the numbers. Between American Thanksgiving and Black Friday, and the end of the year is five weeks. Five weeks. And it's usually taking people about 21 to 28 days from when they start showing symptoms until they die if they're going to die. There's a huge lag. There's worse than that. Not just the death. Well, I mean, there's there's a permanent disability, but but between... There's a lot of them. But between the positive test results and then... You know, having a really bad outcome, there's going to be, you know, about a three week lag there. So when we had this spike a couple of days ago of 204,000 new cases, we're going to start seeing deaths from that in about three weeks. Our death rates is going to go up. And then you've got these, you know, long haulers that are going to have, you know, permanent disabilities and have neurological damage. And they're saying now that about, 20% 20% of people who are exposed to COVID do have some type of neurological damage. Yep. I was going to get into that. There's been, um, there, there's people who get the COVID, who get COVID. Um, there have been symptoms ranging from hair loss to memory loss, uh, uh, respiratory, uh, uh issues from shortness mm-hmm. of breath to f- constant fatigue, uh, muscle pain, joint pain, uh, a perm, uh, 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 an appearance of a permanence of loss of muscle control, fine motor control, uh, where it's degraded um, and doesn't seem to recover months later. We don't know how permanent that is because, well, this is relatively we don't know. new. It's new. Yeah, but there are people who are got it back in the February March timeframe. They got COVID and they didn't die from it. But they're still experiencing pain caused by it. They're still experiencing constant fatigue, constant shortness of breath, constant, uh, you know, uh, uh, just the sleep problems, memory problems, uh, short term, long term. I don't know where that lies at, but um, it, it is impacting their ability to, to think and remember things and focus. And if you tell me that, oh, COVID's not that bad. Okay, go ahead, go get it. Let's see what you get. What what's the role of your die? Because you know, I've got mine, and my die says on all twenty sides, stay home, stay home. So, except for the few times that I get called into the office where I don't have a choice because of the nature of my work, and I take all the precautions that I can. The people around me take all the precautions they can when they see me coming in because they know my situation. 
and they know my home situation and everything else. And when I go shopping, I do everything as uh, I get in and out as quick as I can. I've got the store memorized that near me. They know me. They see me coming. They know I'm organized. I've got a method at the register to get through it. Clickety split. And then I have a way to sterilize not only myself, but everything I bring home. Because I, I can't afford any of this. I have a child. I'm a single parent. And then I have people who, on top of that who rely on me. And if I give it to them, they die. I know this. They will die. End of story. And it will be my fault for bringing it home because I'm the only one that goes out. So you want to get it? You stay the hell away from me. <laughs> I want to know what your name is. I want to know where you live. I want to know uh, when you go out and what places you go to, because I will never go to them if I know it. But I don't know it, do I? I don't know who you are. You're an asshole who doesn't care about me. But I wear a mask, not only because I care about my loved ones, but because I care about people that I don't know. Whom I don't know if that young lady who's working the register has a compromised immune system. And if she catches it, she dies. But she has to go to work because she works at a grocery store. And if she doesn't work, she can't afford the medicine for her whatever disorder, whatever lung problem, whatever genetic whatever. And when I hear people say, well, the weak one should die. You are the weakest, mindest person I have ever met. Why don't you go jump off a cliff? Because not caring about others, that that doesn't take any effort to not care. To care takes balls, even especially if you don't know the person. You know, I, I ran into that recently on Facebook with somebody who was like, you know, well, it's, it's personal responsibility. You should be taking care to make sure that you're in good health and blah, 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 blah. And blaming it on comorbidities and all this other stuff. And it pissed me off because I'm like, you know, what about this friend's baby who is in the NICU right now? Because, you know, at the time, the baby was three and a half weeks old. How are you going to blame it on the baby? Did the mm -hmm. baby not do what they were supposed to do or something? Did not eat healthy? Did not exercise? Excuse me? Let's, um... Let's just put our cards on the table for a second. If we use Canada's numbers as a barometer, Thanksgiving, people are going to be getting together, whether we want them to or not. Black Friday. And it's not just Friday that's going to have happen. It's going to be that whole weekend. And probably even the next week. People are going to be getting together with family. They're going to nice. infect each other. They're going to infect people around them. Because of that, there are going to be families where their children are not going to make it to Christmas. Say all you want about Christmas being a, is a secular holiday. It's a, it's a religious holiday. I don't give two rats asses. There's going to be families that are going to lose people all through December. 
and they're going to be crying and moaning and gnashing of teeth. And how could this have possibly happened? There are goddamn nurses who are saying, I've got people who with their last breath are literally saying, this isn't happening. How could this be happening? It's not real. Mm-hmm. Denial. Do you really want to do that? Do people really, really want to do that to kids? They're going to be kids who are grade school, who are not going to survive the year. We had... We had governments up in arms over the name is absolutely synonymous with an asymptomatic spreader, Typhoid Mary, who is, if you will excuse the expression, credited with a grand whopping 30 deaths. 30. And we've got basically another 9-11 event every day and a half effectively and people still think it can't happen to me I'll just roll the bones how, I mean how lucky am I going to be that you know I'll hit a, a natural one I don't for the life of me I would really like to believe in the idea of the brain in a vat. I would really love to believe that that was a possibility, that maybe, just maybe, I actually am. And everything that I'm experiencing is just one big, let's see how much pressure we can put on this guy and, and, and see what comes out of him. Because I would love to believe that all of this around me has just been a farce. It's not real. It's just a mental exercise. There aren't actual real deaths behind it all, but yet there are. You mentioned the children, and there are a lot of people who are on different sides of the political spectrum, religious spectrum. Most of them agree, oh, you know, you know, the kids are important. Okay. Um, taken from the Mayo Clinic's main website, and I put the link in the sh in the we can add to the show notes. Yeah. Under the organ damage section, where it's caused by COVID nineteen, in reference to the brain, they actually reference uh, young people in the brain section. Even and and I quote. Even in young people, COVID-19 can cause strokes, seizures, and Julian Barr syndrome, if I said that correctly, a condition that causes temporary paralysis. COVID-19 may also increase the risk, risk of developing Parkinson's disease and Alzheimer's. So, you know that little niece or nephew you think the world of, you know, or that grandchild that you really love? Hey, come have a Thanksgiving turkey leg and a side of Parkinson's. Oh, 
don't mind the seizure. That's just the extra sugar I put into the candied yams. That stroke won't last for long. They don't need the left side of their body. Alzheimer's? Eh, that's what pictures and YouTube videos are for. Just post them. They won't have to worry about remembering anything. Yeah, good luck with that, asshole. Art is nothing to mess around with. I mean, you can also get that from, you know, exposure to HPV and, and other types of viruses. But, you know, it's something that you don't get rid of. And I have a friend right now who has had it for about four years and not sure whether, you know, what virus caused it. Um, but she is still going to physical therapy to try to learn how to walk again. It left her almost paralyzed. And, you know, the, you don't recover from it. You can't get rid of it. Um, when I was active duty military, we had people that were medically discharged because of it. I foresee people who get early discharges because uh, uh, they have found that people who have contact contracted COVID-19, even people who had mild symptoms, mild symptoms, mm-hmm. when images were done of their heart, it showed that they had lasting damage done to their heart muscle. Well, yeah, and, uh, back. yeah, and it's of the level that increases risk of heart failure as well as potential other heart complications. Mm-hmm. I can see people getting discharged and thrown away, especially as more and more companies invest in health insurance corporate uh, uh, plans that say, hey, uh, if you don't want to pay $1,200 a month for your health insurance and you'd like to pay the 600 like everybody else, you need to go get your blood monitor, get your blood work, tell us if you're a smoker, you're a drinker, wear this uh, heart monitor on your wrist. Oh, and let's get an image of your heart real quick. Don't worry, we won't share your results or use it for anything else. It, you know, all well, that benign bullshit. If you that tested they say. positive, even if you were asymptomatic, if you tested positive, you, the military will not let you enlist. There you go. Yeah, it's, it, it's going to get... It's, we already, it's effed up. We already mm-hmm. talked about part of this. That sometime in the next five years, that there are going to be kids, high school, in sports, who are just yeah. going to end up dropping dead on a field from a heart attack. Yeah, or, or a stroke, or you know, pulmonary embolism, all sorts of things. Or kids that get it and then will never be able to play whatever sport they want to do because now they have chronic fatigue syndrome or severe acute respiratory syndrome. You know, well, that's SARS, but it's it's respiratory to begin with, you know, or maybe they're prone to blood clots now. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. now they have to take blood thinner. So now they definitely can't play any sports. Heck, they might have to be careful just pumping into other kids in the hallway now. Well, one thing that's really interesting with this is all the different, um, you know, coagulation defects that it causes. And, you know, some of them we weren't even aware of you know, three or four months ago. Um, an- another thing that they're finding out now, too, is it can cause you to not clot enough. And so you can have people that have, you know, brain bleeds and things like that and die from that. So you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Uh-huh. Um, I know for a while there, they were giving people small doses of heparin, and you have to be very careful with that because, you know, if you give it too much, it will cause a person to bleed out. 
but now they're starting to see where that might not be the best idea because, you know, there are some people whose blood is not coagulating at all and it will cause them to, you know, bleed to death. Well, you know, if you're the president of the United States, you get lots of specialists and doctors that can come in and watch you and, and make sure all those experimental drugs and medications and even the stuff that we do know about that's not experimental are all properly mixed and, and monitored and adjusted according to needed. But little Billy down the hallway who's, you know, he went to his grandmother's Thanksgiving, you know, and he's only six and he didn't really have a choice in going because his parents made him. Uh, he might get, you know. Two doctors? Well, the thing about Trump is they're not even sure what helped him. They just threw everything at him to see what would stick. And you know how they were talking about how great remdesivir is? Um, I just saw a study that came out about a week ago saying that actually it's not effective at all. So here's one possibility. And I... Don't like, I don't like thinking it. I don't like saying it, but I'm going to go ahead and pitch it anyway. Maybe it was a fake. Maybe it was just an opportunity to, to, to go ahead and, and garner just a little bit more sympathy and to stoke the whole, hey, look at me. I'm strong. I was able to get all these great drugs because. <laughs> Not that he's not been snorting who in the hell knows half the time, but that's a whole other thing. Well, you know, when you grind up and snort a Big Mac, it, it can cause respiratory issues. That Big Mac sauce is some potent stuff, let me tell you. I, I put some on my French fries, and it was like chugging a can of uh, Red Bull. I felt like I had wings. But Bridget had even Sorry, said, poor you know, humor. At, at, at the time... The stuff that uh, the stuff that they claimed to have thrown into him, and I'm saying it that way for a reason. You were saying at the time, it's like one of these things where it's yeah, you don't have too much of a choice because there's not very much, uh, very much that you can throw other beyond that because it's basically the end of the the end of the bell curve on that shit. Uh, Stephanie in chat uh, said that. Uh she got it back in March, and she's still not back to full health. And it took many months for her to be able to lay down without choking. Steph, I I'm sorry. I, I honestly, truly wouldn't wish COVID-19 on anyone, truly, except for Trump, of course. Assuming he actually had it, like I you were talking about. I don't, and I'll um, tell you why. I'm not sure. I'm not sure because I wasn't his doctor. But everybody else, the rest of humanity, I don't actually wish COVID on anybody because they become potential spreaders, right? And I'm not that stupid to want to make more spreaders. I might wish somebody didn't wake up in the morning, but that's a different story. And so, yeah, Stephanie, uh, honestly, I'm so sorry that you went through that. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish it on, on, uh, on Trump because I want him to live very well through the SDNY. That's me. They they nicknamed me DJ Cynic for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I thought the, that was an interesting uh, article. 
And, you know, um, it, it's quite possible he had uh, something else that had the same symptoms as COVID. Um, but because there's no transparency, because the administration is notorious for not releasing information uh, of their public figures, then um, we'll never truly know what happened or what he had or what was done. Oh, no, no, no. We we will eventually. It's just a I, question I, of how long that eventually is. I, I don't think we will. Um, don't forget, there is a level of HIPAA that even the president deserves, regardless of who is president. Yes, but if you think for one minute that the people who – the translator that was on that call where the notes were taken and – yeah, you, you think that that translator isn't going to sneak information out at some point? Some have credibility and integrity. Yeah, let's 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 remember that um, Deep Throat kept their anonymity until after they were gone and everybody else that could have been damaged by their knowledge of who it was was gone. So I'm just saying we won't actually know. Um, we may not in our lifetimes know, but yes. as you know full well from Digital Dog Cow. Yeah, all is no. It's just a matter of dissemination. Yeah. Somebody knows there's more likely than one person, and it's hard for more than one person to keep their mouth shut. So what do we do? You know, um, the, 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 the piece that I'm talking about now, because we, you know, we're coming up on to, uh, needing to wrap up. We're going to be asked. We know full well that the questions are going to be coming up, that family members are going to be, well, I mean, we should get together at least one last time because I'm not getting any old, I'm not getting any younger and it could be the last one and the guilt trip is going to be flowing and the Italianisms are going to be happening and the Jewish people are going to be saying, you want to be a mensch, you got to come so that you've got at least one what it's, it's going to happen. We're going to hear it. How do we deal with these people? How do we deal with family who just want to just be good for each other because shouldn't we be in this together? And they just, they think that they are doing right and they just don't realize or worse yet. Again, they want to roll the bones. Coming from a mixed uh, religious background, as well as cultural background um, on the two sides of my family, and how they all, all wanted to get together all the time, every holiday, everything. I remember some of the gatherings, how amazingly large, meeting people that the only time I ever saw them were on those holidays. Some I couldn't remember the names because I met them like maybe twice a year. And, um, a lot of them are long since passed. Uh, haven't had any big gatherings since, but there are still people in our family that we usually get together because family still important. My folks will be doing a video conference 
with my sister and her family. Uh, we will not be meeting like we normally do. I will be doing a Thanksgiving video conference with my son, who I haven't seen since the start of the year. So when people tell me, oh, I haven't seen my precious in three weeks, bite me. Um, he's in a super, he's in a red state. I'm in a red state. And I don't mean political. I mean, in terms of virus, a uh, hotspot. Um, I probably won't be able to see him for the winter break. I took off for the winter break just on the off chance that things do improve, but, uh, um, no I, such. I, 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 I may not. And I may go this entire year without seeing my son. And it hurts. It, I feel a physical ache in my chest when I think of that. Of all the hugs that I've missed out, all the interactions I've missed out with him this entire year. I get about one third of the year with him before the pandemic. I didn't even get that this year. And, um, um, I mean, I'm no, I'm the kind of envious of you is that is not the negative towards you, but painful of the awareness of the lack of the ability to do what you're doing. I don't hold that against you. And it's definitely not jealousy. It's just a mild envy that is painful for me to experience. But I don't blame you for that. I can't hold that against you. Because you didn't do this to me. A virus did this to me. And it did it to my family. And the virus doesn't think. It's not, uh, uh, as far as we know, viruses don't have the mental wherewithal or any kind of mental thought processes to target one particular group of people, whatever. It's all based on genetics or food. Some people have genetics that make them better food for the virus than others. Um, I don't want to test whether I'm, you know, Kobe beef or, you know, a McDonald's cheeseburger. I have no desire to test that concept with this virus. And I don't think that it's any one person's fault that it's here in the U.S., but I do know that there are certain people who are involved, who could have been involved in helping to make it so that by the time we got to this part of the year, that the potential risks for getting together for the end of year celebrations, Thanksgiving, uh, Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, all of them, you name it, the ones at the end of the year, where they could have been mitigated and, and driven so low that statistically we would have been able to go and meet each other. But instead it was ignored. Fake news. Oh, that's not going to happen. Oh, it's going to go away. We're rounding a curve. We're rounding a curve to a cliff. If you go to your family on Thanksgiving and your family exists in a state that's red, or you live in a state that's red, or you live in a county or a city that has had spikes, you are being irresponsible regardless of what your feelings tell you. And yes, it hurts. It hurts a lot to not see family that you love and care about. I personally attest to this. It hurts. And... I don't want to see my son right now. 
I use the same method that we're using to see him. I stare at a camera and I put on a headset. I get to hear his voice through here. He gets to hear my voice through here and he gets to see me through that. And I get to see him through his. And that's the closest we get because right now, thankfully that biological virus can't go through the phone lines or the cable lines or the fiber optic lines. It's not digital. It's biological. Thank I am thankful for that fact. Fortunately, by the way, Stephanie, um, yeah, I think Stephanie kind of boiled the right answer when all is said and done. My response would be, I could never live with passing this on to my family. Yeah, my ex and I have had disagreements. Yeah. I would not want to give suddenly get this during the trip up to get my son, become asymptomatic of it, take him back up after having given it to him and then having it spread from him to her family and killing his sister or her husband or even her, especially her. She's a nurse. She works with old people. There, yeah. Most of them have compromised immune system. She carries that in one day. I've just wiped out an entire uh, retirement ward. Oh, I, I, I would have a hard time living with that for the rest of my life. I killed people's grandmothers and grandfathers. Oh, yeah, that just because I was because I wanted to see my son because it hurt not to see him to give in to that uh, pain and that emotion when I knew better because I'm smarter than that. Yeah. And that's the same thing I told my son. I was like, look, you're not coming down for Thanksgiving. If you come down here and you, maybe your mother got it uh, and she's asymptomatic. She got it maybe from somebody at, at, at the hospital and she brings it back. You get it. And then grandma and grandpa get it and they die. I don't want you to live with that. I'm just, I'm concerned about all the <clears throat> the nurses and doctors now that are having to deal with this huge uptick in cases and, you know, getting overwhelmed now, you know, with full ICUs and, and not enough staff to take care of them. Some of them are already having PTSD from this. And, you know, it, if... If they get wiped out, which a lot of them are testing positive now, you know, what are we going to do without, you know, healthcare workers to even take care of patients? And that goes back to um, the long-term negative health effects on the heart and the brain and everything. If you have a medical worker who suddenly can't focus, what happens if they were supposed to give a shot of a relaxant and they accidentally do adrenaline? Or maybe they were supposed to do adrenaline. They accidentally do morphine or I'm, I'm naming popular name ones. Probably I'm guessing yeah, I, they're I probably you. not that easy to mix up, but I'm just using those names because they're recognizable as to the type of drugs they are. So now, and then you have maybe major surgeons who have lost their fine motor control all because you wanted to see your niece. You know what? Hold, hold, hold on right there a second. Because it doesn't even need to be these doctors and nurses who might who might catch this infection. What about the they ones? Will. What about the ones? And 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 um, Joe, I think that you can kind of 
talk to this in a tangential way. What about the ones who have to deal with the splatter damage? The people who have to deal with the emotional breaks that they're going to have because their family or their family, their, their friends of family who have come down with it, who they know what's been going on. They, they, they might be power of attorney on somebody because, you know, their, their parent is now laid out on a ventilator, passed out in a, medically induced coma because it's the only way to keep them from choking to death on having a tube down their face. And these are people who are supposed to be entrusted with taking care of other people and they don't have to get sick. They're going to have whatever emotions are going on. I have to imagine being out in a field like you had done you kind of get, what's the expression? You get a little stir-crazy from being a little on edge because you're on high alert 24-7. Yeah. I know what that's like, and <clears throat> I will say this much. Much as I uh, may not necessarily agree with all the uh, policies tied therein I will say that I do not envy a military chaplain oh god when considering I've done funeral detail before oh, I, do not, I do not envy a military chaplain when he has to accompany a officer to a soldier's home to inform his family or her family. Army barracks are pretty tight. We know full well that the, uh, that one, um, naval ship guy tried to go up the, uh, tried to go up the ranks to get his guys safe. And it turned out that like half of them ended up sick. Mm-hmm. What about subs? You you don't have much of a choice there. Everybody's just recirculated air. True, but on, on one plus side for some submarines, I don't know uh, which ones are currently out and about and which ones have been on uh, on station, so to speak, for the, the duration of this. But given how long a uh, U.S. submarine can stay submerged True. and uh, more or less uh, Be isolated, yeah. they're, they're probably the single most safe people in this entire situation outside of those on the freaking ISS. Yeah, with the uh, the guys that I've worked with um, in the work that I do, a couple that I've talked to who have worked on subs have indicated that the precautions that are being taken with the people who are going on to and coming off of subs are even higher than those who fly the jets and, you know, travel around in the planes and such uh, because they have to basically be 
sardine canned, uh, and then underwater where, you know, getting nowhere is not going to be getting somewhere is not going to be quick. Everything has to be an internal. Everything they need has to be in that, uh, uh, motor, uh, that, that submarine. And so the precautions that they're taking, where they get their food, who they get it from, uh, you know, sterilization processes, the whole nine yards. And, and that's just food, let alone the people, the equipment and everything else. Uh, they're, they're taking extremely seriously. It's easier to dock a ship and get people medical care than it is to dock the sub. People want to understand what level of, um, what level of safety groups like this could be going through. Giving ideas to how you would not think how much safety is attempted in areas that are non-military, civilian, research. If you were selected to go to the Antarctic in order to participate in the research going on out there, before you are allowed to go out there, you have your appendix removed. Not because something's wrong with your appendix, but because if something were to happen to it, there would be no way to get a surgeon out to you. You would die of, uh, it, am I thinking of it correctly, uh, Bridget, sepsis? If your appendix uh, suddenly broke. Oh, yeah. I mean, from appendix. Yeah, from appendicitis. Yeah. Yeah. So consider Um, that. There there was a a Russian surgeon, uh, uh, Leonid uh, Rogozov, uh, who was out at an expedition at the Antarctic. And. he was 27 years old. He suddenly felt tired, weak, and nauseous. The typical of signs of appendicitis pain developed and traveled down the right side. And he ended up cutting out, performing his own appendectomy. Hey, I said it right! <clears throat> yeah. That's... Uh, he, he had the people who had to help him uh, basically be like the bedside uh, uh, nurses uh, to his operating on himself. So... You know, question for you, Bridget. Uh, when somebody gets their appendix removed, now my, my son had his removed and they knocked him out cold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that common for adults too, that to knock them out cold? Oh, yeah. So this guy was not only awake, but he was coherent enough to know how to properly perform the surgery on himself. And when was this again, by the way? Uh, Let's see. According to this, rough rough time frame. I I'm I'm looking for it. Uh, that's 1961. Thank you. Okay. Ouch. 1961. Sorry about that, Bridget. Bridget, surgical procedures, 1961. I'm guessing that. The concept of laparoscopic surgery was not yet a thing. No, it wasn't. Move they a were lot. done a huge incision. So 
Novolazarevskaya Station in uh, Soviet Antarctic. Which means this guy basically tore a big-ass hole in his skin and then through the musculature of his stomach Mm -hmm. and then had to root around until he found the piece that he needed to play with. And if anybody is squirming right now thinking, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, that makes four of us. And that's more interesting. He was going to use a mirror to help see what he was doing, but because it inverted his view and it ended up being a hindrance, he worked by a sense of touch. And then John Carpenter saw the, uh, the photo album and thought, you know what? Not helping. I'm sorry. I, I've I've just got the scene of the the defibrillating paddles. And just... You're welcome. He even had a problem while he was doing the surgery. He ended up cutting his gut and had to fix that before he could continue with the appendectomy. You do what you got to do sometimes, man. This th- this man had balls of steep. These things clanked. Yeah. Hands off. <laughs> Hats off, I should say. Oh, we we have images on this yeah, article. Yeah, no. I'm looking at one of no. them and I'm not posting it. No. 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 We'll, I wouldn't do we'll, that to people. Some I, people are squeamish. Uh, there is a uh, there is a BBC article that uh Tech gave us. Uh I'll make sure that a lot of the stuff is going to be in the show notes so folks can take a look at the the reference information after the fact. But um You find a lot of things on the BBC. It's- Good information source. They're good folks. Um, we don't have. Uh, we're, we're actually, we're actually uh, out of time. But has anybody got something uh, quick that uh, that they need to get out of here before uh, before we clear out? Bridget, mm, no, just <laughs> stay home and wear a mask. Yeah. Stay home, people. Get on your phones, get on your conference calls, Zoom, uh, Microsoft Teams, Discord, YouTube, whatever, uh, you know, WhatsApp, FaceTime, whatever. Um, I, I heard uh, Twitter, YouTube, and um, uh, Facebook are getting together, forming a single company called UTwitFace. Use that. Uh, all joking aside, there are many, many options, including the plain old telephone. Don't travel this season. Make a call. Send an email. Video chat. Tell them you love them. Tell them they're important to you. But stay home. And now suddenly I'm picturing a bunch of angel dragons making a PSA for this. (laughs) I'll pay to see that. Yeah. That That would be really cool. Yeah, I'd pay to see that. I mean, the only thing I've got is really in reference to the current situation. Look, I get it. We all have family. We all have loved ones that we want to spend time with. I have a very large family. And I don't see them nearly often enough. And Thanksgiving has always been a big deal for us. More more so than anything else. 
I won't be attending Thanksgiving with my family this year. Because knowing that my niece and my nephew are around, our family has had to deal with medical tragedy far too recent and far too recently to be willing to have something like that on our conscience from this. I'm not going to put my family at risk. I don't care about my safety. After everything that I've lived through, I should be thankful to even have gotten the last few years that I have. But my safety, my well-being, and my happiness, my fulfillment for the holiday is secondary to the safety and the well-being of my family. I don't know what I can say. We want you to be safe. When all is said and done, truly, that is, that is our most important piece. We want you to be safe. We want everybody to be. We want this thing gone. We want it done. We want it starved out. The worst part about it is, we know it's not. And we know it's not gonna be. The expression is from Starship Troopers. I'm doing my part. You know, that's all we can do. All we can do is just one little part. Don't get yourself sick. And by extension, that keeps other people from getting sick from you or them to get you sick. We're nowhere near done with this damn thing. And this is going to be tough. But truly, truly, I ask, would you rather Would you rather share Christmas remotely or a funeral remotely? The choice is entirely yours. It doesn't change what's going to happen to us. But it could make all the difference in the world to the family with an eight-year-old. And for those of you that can't even be, forgive me, arsed to even do that much, I say wholeheartedly on behalf of all of us, fuck you. We need to call it a night, and thank you very much for being with us. We hope that you found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives and got something to think about for yourselves. Over the chat, Stephanie, Felis, thank you. You guys, please, please take care of yourselves. 
I know there's a whole bunch of other things that are going on. Felix is looking at uh, trying to help out with um, what was it over there? Uh, Senior citizens cooking. Yeah, please. He's basically going to be the chef. Please be safe. And, you know, on top of everything else, please, please be safe. Um, Stephanie, we know full well that, um, you know, all the stuff going on over there with the UK, we wish you well. We really do. Just, you know, the best that you can. Tech. And I just realized, I just projected. I don't know for a fact if Felis is man or woman, and it doesn't make a difference. Um, But I did say he. Uh, So, Felis, regardless... I wish you well, and I wish you uh, safety. Yeah. Tech, you take good care of yourself, man, and my best. Well, I, I, I do have a plan for Thanksgiving, and I, I finally arrived um, after I'm done with all the video calls and everything else. I'm going to be cracking, cracking open a book that I've been looking forward to for a very long time because I am a D&D nerd. I've got the Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. Uh, I... <laughs> I am really planning on look. I'm well. I've got my background thing edits it out, but uh, if you go to the Wizards of the Co- uh, Wizards uh, website or DungeonsandDragons.com, uh, Tasha's Cauldron of Everything is up on that website, and uh, it, it just came out. And I am so excited to read this. Look at the artwork, new spells, new classes, and everything else. So uh, I will have some help to keep my mind off some things because I like reading. I like Dungeons and Dragons and you know, for some people it's video games for others. It's watching the sports channel. Find the thing that works for you folks. Do the video calls, video chats and stuff. By the way, if you happen to have that, you know, aunt or uncle or just family relative who tends to be a little on the racist side or just says things you don't like. Oops. Lost the connection. We had a power outage. Uh, I'm fine. Uh, sorry. Here's a text message letting you know. I love you guys. Miss you. Sorry. I couldn't listen to the uh, more of uh, Uncle Jim's rant on uh, why this president's a better president than another president and so on. But, you know, funny thing about IT, connections get dropped all the time. Or just take a page from SNL. <laughs> if, if it starts getting a little too uh, blustered over the call... Just mute everybody and just start, uh, just blast some Adele. Smile and nod. Keep that in mind. Tech, you take care of yourself, man. Have a good week. You too, guys. And hey, I hope you have a great time with Tiny Trouble. I expect to. Good. Bridget, best of luck to you and yours. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for you. Please stay safe. Yeah, I will. You too. You want to go ahead and do your thing? If you want to send me a friend request on Facebook, you can find me, Bridget Fitch, on Facebook, um, or find me on my blog at BridgetFitch2112.wordpress.com. And... And... About the vice president. fuck you, Mike Pence. (laughs) It's like pulling teeth. That guy creeps me out, man. Join the the way he smiles. He's very creepy. He is just, he like creep. I I bet he could smile at a, never mind. Later, Joe. I I know there's MLP, but can we do something for like FMP? 
Fuck yourself, Mike Pence. Fuck yourself, Mike Pence. Maybe. Maybe we I just can, gave him, you know what we I can just do? Gave him ideas, didn't I? You, you you know what we can do? We'll invest in some company to do a deep fake with his face and his complexion and replace um, the lead actor in Zorro the Gay Blade. How's that? Well, only if mother approves. I don't care. George Hamilton replaced with him. Yeah, that would that would be great. But that's a, <laughs> I mean, just putting him in for Zorro the Gay Blade is just anyway, Joe. Take care of yourself, please. Thank you. And seriously, thank you just so so much. Hey, it's apologize that I got here a little late, but you know. For uh, on a completely aside note, I don't know if you guys had touched on this earlier in the night, but I'm going to make my closing with just this. For those of you who have to work retail this Friday, those of you who have to, Kenneth Branagh, Henry V, St. Crispin's Day. That's all I have to say about that. Not familiar with that, but uh, we'll keep that in mind. I'll link. Fair. Everybody very much, please, please take care of yourselves. Know for well that we are going to be here for you, and we will do the best that we can for you. The audio version of this show will eventually be posted over at holycrapthevlogcast.com when Dallin can get around to it. It's a volunteer spot, so, you know, just... It'll, it'll be what it'll be. If uh, if you want to go ahead and get that, cool, great, we'd love that. If you want to co- get in contact with us, all the information is at holycrapthevlogcast.com. The phone number, if you want to leave a message, is 859-HCTV-554, 859-4288-554. This is going to be a real, real, real tough month and a half. We know it. And we're going to do our damnedest to be here for you. We're going to try really, really hard. All we ask is that you try to do for yourself and for everybody else. Just that little bit. So until the next time we get together, everyone, as always, I wish you the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. Peace and long life. Live long and prosper, my lady. Fifteen and a half years on, I am still in love with you. And I'm sorry we can't have Thanksgiving with the family back here at the house yet. Matane Fujin. I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. Till the next time we get together, everyone. As always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.